Attended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Battleborn Fan Talk Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Anselmo, here with my co-host, Jacob Anselmo, my brother, making his debut on the pod. Jacob, opening week is in full effect. Baseball is back. It was a long offseason, but man, are we here and ready for all the action. And opening week came with tons of drama and headlines. What is your takeaways from opening week and uh, how are you feeling as a White Sox fan? I'm feeling great as a White Sox fan, having the MVP and Luis Robert on our team, really starting to mash 4-2 and two record, and now we play the Rays. Hopefully we could get some wins. That is a brutal take right there. Luis Robert MVP, come on. Don't you think Jose Ramirez should be in that conversation? Or, I don't know, maybe Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Jacob? Obviously, they're in the conversation, but what uh, Luis Robert brings to the White Sox is none other. Is second to none, I should say, in the league. He plays elite defense, swipes bags, hits homers, hits for average, cuts down the strikeouts. He's guaranteed MVP. All right, let's get the homer takes a little more into the ballpark here. Uh, on today's episode, me and Jacob will be having three players each that are under 50% rostered in most fantasy leagues that you should be adding uh, this early on in the season that could potentially pay off over a long term. So we'll do our three ads each. We'll also have a segment called Stock Up, Stock Down, where me and Jacob will both pick a player each that stock's gone up since this week started and somebody's stock that's dropped uh, throughout opening week. And then after this, at the end of the podcast, we will switch over to NFL Fantasy and talk about the massive Tyreek Hill trade, which sent Tyreek Hill over to the Miami Dolphins. So with that, let's start off with my first player, that you should be adding in your fantasy leagues, and that is Owen Miller of the Cleveland Guardians. He's 37% rostered in most fantasy leagues. He has first base and second base eligibility. Owen Miller, he's a guy that, yes, he's on Cleveland, and they weren't expected to have such high expectations, but with what the offense is doing right now, especially Jose Ramirez, they are clicking on all cylinders. And it looks like he has overtaken Bobby Bradley's spot as the Guardians' regular first baseman for the year. Um, He's a guy that nobody expected to have a jump like he's had so far in the opening week. He has two home runs already, five doubles, four base hits, and uh, 11 hits in total on the year for eight runs. This is a guy that he is going to be probably a safer pick long-term. I don't expect you to get the value he's giving you right now because he is giving you top 10 fantasy value right now. I expect a lot of regression. But I think this guy could very well finish in the top 100. What do you think, Jacob, about Owen Miller? I think Owen Miller's a great ad coming off two home runs. If that offense could stay hot, I think it's a great ad. All right, now let's send it over to Jacob. Who is your first guy? My first guy is a starting pitcher from the Diamondbacks, Miral Kelly. Stud, at the, stud of the back end of last year. And is really taking over this year. Two games, two starts, uh, zero earned runs. A total of 13 Ks in nine innings. Playing on the Diamondbacks isn't really going to get you wins, but he'll get you quality starts. And if you could keep this up, he'll be a stud for the year. 
Interesting. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that about the D-backs. The D-backs, I think, had a very underrated offseason. They brought in Mark Melanson. They made some changes to the bullpen. Um, but, you know, if Kettle Marte can make that jump and they have guys starting to push like Dalton Varsho, uh, Carson Kelly, the catcher behind the plate, even Beer at first base, they have a younger team here. They have very low expectations. I think they could be a sneaky team that flies under the radar here and impresses some people, especially in fantasy. Because, yes, like you said, he's not going to give you the wins, Kelly, but he does have potential to give you the quality starts. And a lot of people were high on Zach Gallen to be that guy for the Diamondbacks. But it looks like so far through his first two starts, it's going to be Kelly, which is definitely an early kind of ad. Uh, I don't know if it's going to pay off long term. We know Gallon's stuff is kind of gross, so he might take over the rotation. But definitely a guy that I would be looking at in fantasy leagues if your pitching is thin. But with that, let's go to my second guy. And this is outfielder Miles Straw, also of the Cleveland Guardians. So I'm going with Cleveland Guardians back-to-back here. Um, he's had a really interesting tenor here with Cleveland. You know, he was traded over from Houston. He did get an extension for five years worth $25 million. So, um, you know, his playing time isn't going to be uh, out of question. He's going to play most games. He's going to be a starter when he's healthy. And so far, what he's done this year has been really impressive. And this isn't a guy that hits for power, so he's not going to give you the home run stats. He's not going to give you the power categories, but he does have the speed. He already has a double in the year, but he's so good at getting on base. Last game, he literally had four base hits going four out of five. And in the games prior, he has gotten two hits in his last two games. So he's definitely getting on base. This is a guy that I'm adding. Why? Because his stolen base uh, average per game. And he's stolen a base in four of the first six games on the year for Cleveland, which is an absurd amount. And uh, if you're a guy like my team that has so much power, obviously because I drafted Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and some other players. Uh, if you need stolen bases, this is a guy to go out and get. Right now, he's only 69% rostered. This just skyrocketed after last night. So at the time, uh, while we were discussing this, he was only 47% rostered. So he did jump up ginorm- uh, enormously. Sorry. And uh, right now, he's giving you top 70 fantasy player value. So he's definitely going to skyrocket. A lot of fantasy formats are really high on him for having a breakout season. Obviously, Cleveland likes what they see in this guy. And Miles Straw should be a good ad for you if you have utility spots as well. But with that, Jacob, what is your thoughts on the speedy Miles Straw? I think he's good. Like you said, if you have a good team that with power, I think he gives you stolen bases. And especially if you're in a categories league, that he just knocks down average hits and stolen bases. So he's a really good player to add. All right, Jacob, now let's slide over to your second player. Who is it and what position are they? My second player is G-Man Choi, first base of the Tampa Bay Rays. And this guy is batting four in the Tampa Bay Rays stacked offense right now. He's known as a power bat coming off two home run games. But this year it seems like he's hitting for average as he's 9 for 16 on the year with two doubles, five singles, nine hits in total, and four runs scored with six RBIs and five walks. So it looks like he's really an overall hitter this year, and he's only 11% rostered. Interesting, interesting. G-Man Choi. 
definitely a power bat who's uh, starting to get the average up. If he can kind of, I guess, flatten out both of them, this could be a really sneaky ad there. So I like that one from you. We all know the Rays somehow always have a random breakout candidate. We know what G-Man's Choi has done in the past. Maybe this is his year, so I like that ad. What's his uh, fantasy rostered right now? 11%. Only 11% in fantasy. So go out and snatch G-Man Choi before it's too late because that is a guy that we both can agree can have a solid year. But with that, my third sleeper ad here after the opening week of the MLB season is shortstop J.P. Crawford of the Seattle Mariners. He's only 12% rostered in most fantasy formats. He is a shortstop, like I mentioned, which is a position that value has grown uh, actually dramatically in the last few years here. But J.P. Crawford, it's a guy I had last year. He lacks power, so he's not going to give you the home run categories like I said about Miles Straw. But in his last couple games against the White Sox, he's won two for five and three for four with three doubles in two games and five base hits overall. So he's having a tremendous uh, time at the plate so far against some very good White Sox pitching. Uh, he's a guy that, like I said, I think if you need stolen bases with Miles Straw, this is another option to look at. A little less rostered. Um, he gets on base. He had a slow start to the season, but one thing about him is he is always getting you hits. So far, he's on a seven-game hitting streak, actually. So he's hit in seven games straight. This is a guy that if you are in a deeper formatted league and you need some average in categories leagues and some stolen bases, why not go get J.P. Crawford? Because I think the Seattle Mariners are having a slow start, but I think they have some high expectations in that organization. And once Jared Kalanick and Julio Rodriguez figure themselves out and the rotation becomes as good as we all thought it was, I think the Seattle Mariners team could get on a hot streak. And I think in the back half here, this might be a team to watch out for. So, Jake, what do you think about J.P. Crawford? I think J.P. Crawford's a good ad. I think he steals bags. Doesn't really hit for power, but he also doesn't strike out. So he makes contact on the ball, and if he gets lucky, it's going to draw for base hits and obviously doubles, three in his last two. So this makes for a good ad. Yeah, also one thing about J.P. Crawford is he was just signed to a five-year, $51 million contract extension through 2026. So you will not have to worry about his playing time over in Seattle and this very slow start for the Mariners season, but I expect him to get hot. So add him now if you have space on your team. But with that, Jacob, let's get to your third player here that you want to add in deeper formats. My third uh, player is uh, Mackenzie Gord from the San Diego Padres coming off an insane spring called up today to make the start versus Atlanta I think this guy is a boomer bus if he booms you get yourself an ace type of stuff especially with the K's this guy brings and uh, offense that's going to get him some run support and hopefully wins I think this makes for a very good ad interesting Mackenzie Gore definitely a hyped up prospect I don't know if I agree with you I'm a little bit on the fringe side with Mackenzie Gore Obviously, coming into before last season, he was regarded as the top left-handed pitching prospect in all of Major League Baseball. Then last year happened, he really, really struggled in the minors. Some rankings coming into this season in 2022 didn't even have him in the top 100 prospects, but he showed up to spring training. He showed that he still has 
his form and a lot of people were saying maybe it was an injury or he just didn't have it um there was a lot of people uh talking about if he had the yips there's a lot there's a problem about his stance and the way his pitching formation came across with his arm across his body they didn't like the dynamic but it looks like he's cleaned up his game he looks like he's firing on all cylinders like you said in his spring training this year with the Padres he was lights out there was a lot of buzz about if he was going to make the opening night team uh, or sorry opening day team actually and um, he didn't they optioned him down to AAA El Paso but in his first start he did really well with El Paso and he was added to the taxi squad and now with Blake Snell going on the 10-day IL he is here and ready to go making his San Diego Padres debut tonight I hope he does well I'm a big fan of Mackenzie Gore like I said I just don't know if I'm going to be rushing at him in fantasy just yet. But like you said, Jake, I do agree if it's boomer bust because this guy has ace stuff. There's a reason why he was the most hyped up left-handed pitching prospect in all of Major League Baseball. One of the top pitching prospects we've seen over the last few years before last season. So Mackenzie Gore, if you have the space in your lineup and you want to stream a pitcher, why not take a flyer on a guy like him tonight? So with that, let's go to our stock up, stock down segment here. I'm going to start with my stock up and I don't think there's anybody else you could pick besides Jose Ramirez Jose Ramirez if you landed him in your fantasy leagues you must be feeling amazing right now because he is giving you the most production here in opening week for a fantasy player he has been an absolute monster for the Guardians since getting his extension Um, you know this isn't surprising at all he has three home runs already on the year one triple three doubles and five base hits so he's hitting the baseball well he's you know showing the power that he's had pretty much his whole career and he hasn't gone hitless in his first seven games which i think is awesome uh yes he's not going to give you crazy amount of categories in the stolen base area with how well he's hitting the ball right now but he also has the ability to steal bases once in a while so he is an all-around player in a fantasy league, this is the guy that you want. So stock up for sure is Jose Ramirez, and I don't think you can uh, disagree with that. Right, Jacob? No, he's the number one overall player right now for a reason, and it's not even close. He does everything for you. If you could get this guy in a trade, I would do it 100%. Yeah, you know, he also occupies a third base position, which is a little bit more shallow than most positions. But if you get Jose Ramirez... Go out and spend, obviously, if there's a Jose Ramirez owner in your league, they're probably not going to give him up for cheap. So you're going to have to give up some good assets. But this is a guy that I, I think is really going to hold this long term. Yes, there's been a lot of question marks about his splits. But no, this guy is an all-star in this league. He's a superstar in Cleveland. You did well giving this guy an extension because, wow, what a fantastic baseball player this guy is. He's so fun to watch, and I love seeing him crush baseballs. But with that, Jacob, let's go to your stock up player of the week. My stock up player of the week is a starting pitcher from the Miami Marlins, Jesus Lazardo. This guy's only 62% rostered, so if you could still add him, it's a steal. But five innings, 12Ks, one earned run, like that's that's absurd. For coming from a top prospect, we all knew he had this stuff, and now he's putting it together on a weak. Miami Marlins pitching staff I think he could take that number two spot without any doubt maybe even take the number one spot from Alcantara we'll see yeah interesting interesting uh Lazardo we know what he did with his 
early time with the Oakland Athletics. Had a tough season last year. Um, even in the trade when he was sent to Miami, his first couple starts with the Marlins, he wasn't in his groove. But when this guy is clicking, like you said, he is nasty. He's a strikeout pitcher. We saw him burn through his opponent in his first start with the Marlins this season. This is a guy that I think, you know, might have some value long-term for you uh, if you could add him. So I agree. He also has a relief pitching uh, availability, availability as well. So you could slide him in there. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely a guy that you should go out and target. But for my player that I think's value in stock has dropped a bit, this might be unpopular, but it is actually Kyle Tucker. And Kyle Tucker is a guy that a lot of people were hyped up about. This is only a week into the season, so you all have to relax. Same with myself. But for a player that I'm a little bit disappointed in because I have him in one of my other fantasy leagues is Kyle Tucker. And Kyle Tucker this year has had you know only one game where he's really broken out, uh, which was April 8th against the LA Angels. Uh, in that game, he had um, two home runs, four RBIs. Uh, so he really racked it up against the angels that night. But ever since then, he's went over five last night, over three, the night before over four, the night before that. So he is on a cold streak. Um, then, you know, he did have the two base hits also against uh, LA in the second game of that series, but over three in the first game of the season. So, you know, Kyle Tucker, he is a guy that I expect to find his footing, but right now, his stock is low. So if you have the chance to go out and acquire Kyle Tucker before he explodes, go out and do it now. Jacob, who is your player? My uh, stock down player right now is Aaron Judge for sure. Right now off to a little bit of a slow start. Just got his first home run, but he has something to prove. Everyone is harping on this guy for turning down that huge deal that would put him that would be making more money than Jose Ramirez, who just signed, which is kind of crazy. And you know this guy's going to feast at the plate this year. Like, if you guys could get this guy, he's going to be a stud. You already know what this guy could do. 40 bombs last year. When he's healthy, he's insane. So, I'd go get him. Yeah, you know, also Byron Buxton, honorable mention for a stock-up player, but he did just get hurt in the game right now that me and Jacob are watching. So, that is kind of a breaking little segment there. So Byron Buxton, a guy that a lot of people think had a shot at MVP this year, might be out uh, with an injury. So that is just kind of a breaking news uh, segment right here. But with that, let's go back to what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, you know, I like what you said there, Jacob. I, I agree. I think Aaron Judge taking the bet on himself. He has a lot to prove. I don't know if I agree with Judge's decision. I don't know who would want to play with all that pressure and all that media staring at you throughout the season. Obviously, he's playing in New York. He's probably fine with this. He's used to this by now. But that's just an interesting bet uh, to see what J-Ram's doing right now and, you know, to be getting a higher pay grade than him and to deny that. So that's a bit shocking, especially with Aaron Judge, who has, you know, failed to stay healthy for a long part of his MLB career. But, uh, you know, Aaron Judge, I still think he has a lot to give, and that's a guy that I would also go out and get. One thing about Kyle Tucker and Aaron Judge, though, is they are – um, you know, going to climb on the rise really quickly at any moment they could get hot. Uh, Kyle Tucker as well, I forgot to mention, he also has that stolen bag uh, asset to his game. So go out and get these guys now before it's too late. Obviously, we're a week into the season, so it might be hard 
to acquire them in a trade as both these guys were high draft picks. But right now, go out and attack these two because if you can get them on your team right now for a cheaper value, this might be the lowest value you're going to get for them all season long. So go out and jump now. But with that, let's slide over to NFL Fantasy, which we are in the offseason right now. Getting close to the real NFL draft, which is uh, going to be a busy week for us and uh, especially for fantasy NFL players uh, to see where you know potential studs land but let's talk about the massive trade and this is gonna be a short segment but that is Tyreek Hill traded to the Miami Dolphins for a package of picks and future assets heading over to Kansas City this move absolutely stunned me I could not believe Tyreek Hill got traded I saw the rumors I didn't put any effort into them I didn't believe them at all I thought it was just speculation I thought Maybe it would have been Tyreek Hill's camp leaking this kind of stuff to get Kansas City to pay up, but it did not happen. He is now in Miami. Jacob, how shocked were you when you heard that Tyreek Hill is now a Miami Dolphin? I was extremely shocked. I thought Waddle took the step up to be the number one, and bringing in a guy like Tyreek Hill was not really a need for them, I don't think. And yeah. I think I like their move, though, with Teron Armstead. That, that was a great move. Probably one of the best left tackles in the game. Yeah, you know, that they did improve the offensive line, which was a huge conversation for the Dolphins heading into this offseason. But Tyreek Hill was out of nowhere. And me and you both talked about this off-recording about Jalen Waddle maybe having a fantasy breakout season. Obviously, towards the end of last year, he really took a rise. This year was probably going to be a top wide receiver in all fantasy formats. But now with the addition of Tyreek Hill, I don't know if that's going to happen. And Tyreek Hill, we know, is going to see a lot of the ball, um, uh, rightly so. But, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, it's kind of disappointing his value is getting, uh, you know, lessened here. And Jalen Waddle, obviously they brought over the uh, new coach. Um, you know, we saw what... Uh, McDaniels did with um, a guy like Debo Samuel and he really transformed his play he also got him into that kind of run game system so that's why I thought for sure Waddle would break out tremendously because you know now with McDaniel there he would be able to kind of find that solution to kind of make him a running wide receiver which is crazy uh, value for a wide receiver in fantasy so the rushing yards I thought would have been there for sure because that's Waddle's game, right? Waddle is always dangerous after the catch. Um, you know, he's so athletic and all that stuff. He could burn anybody on the defensive side of the ball when he's in possession. And we saw him do that against the New Orleans Saints and last year's fantasy playoffs. But uh, tell me, Tyreek Hill, how badly do you think this affects Jalen Waddle's uh, draft position now? It extremely affects it. Now all those targets from uh, Devontae Parker leaving are going to all go to uh, Tyreek Hill. So expect something similar or maybe worse because Tyreek Hill is the primary target there. And especially with all the hype around this trade, they're going to feed him the ball, especially with that new uh, coach they got. So, yeah, expect Tyreek Hill to have a freaking good year too. Yeah, but see, the thing with Hill is, um, you know, he's dropping off from Mahomes to – to a tackle by Loa. So, you know, it, looking at it, it's definitely tough to uh, see how much of, you know, a, how much of a, a ceiling does Tyreek have this year. Obviously, there's one thing, though, that 
I kind of mentioned this with Waddle, is how McDaniel was able to develop Debo in the run game when he was working with the San Francisco offense. If he can get Tyreek into that Debo kind of system, which we saw KC do at different times, giving him the ball. If Tyreek Hill can get these kind of rushing yard upside, oh my gosh, this guy is going to be a fantasy stud. And I get, yes, Tua will be throwing him the football now, but I still think with the rushing ability of Tyreek Hill and now having a coach like McDaniel to now see what he did with Debo Samuel, if he could do that to a player like Tyreek Hill, who has more speed, potentially more talent as well, this might be a pure, pure fantasy dominant season. Do you think he could put Cooper Cup season last year in the rearview mirror and rearview mirror and potentially become the best fantasy wide receiver season we've ever seen? Now having McDaniel as his offensive coordinator, as a sorry, his head coach. No, I do not see that at all. Cooper, <laughs> what Cooper Cup did last year is unbelievable. I do not see him touching like 135 targets like Cooper Cup did and getting like 19 total touchdowns. Like, there's no way. Interesting. I don't know. I think McDaniel, awesome offensive mind now in Cleveland. He has the weapons. It's going to be on Tua to see how good this team can become, but I have high expectations for them. The Miami Dolphins are going to be a team that is fun to watch, especially when on offense. And what they did last year on the defensive side of the ball, this team could be a sneaky Super Bowl threat. Who knows? It's going to come down to what Tua can do next season. But Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, both impacted by this trade in fantasy. I think Jalen Waddle, I think the consensus answer here is that his, you know, Fantasy has dropped a lot, his fantasy value. Um, but certainly Tyreek Hill, you know, he might drop now with Tua throwing him the football, but you cannot discount the offensive rushing upside that he's going to get a chance now with McDaniel. And seeing what he did with Debo last year and, you know, the payback uh, owners got of drafting Debo Samuel in their fantasy leagues last year with the rushing upside, this guy, Tyreek Hill, might be my must-draft player next year in the first round if you could get the chance. That's all from us, folks. Thank you guys for listening to the Battleborn Fan Talk Fantasy Sports Podcast. We will be back with you guys next week. Thank you for listening.